Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day and welcome back to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast, Darren Mitchell, on this Wednesday, the 13th of December, 2023. A very, very humid Wednesday, may I say, here in the Masson Range. It's very, very unseasonal for this time of year. Even though we are summer, it's very, very rare that it is humid. It's about 68% humidity, overcast, it's going to be about 30 degrees, but very, very sticky indeed. So I trust you have had a fantastic start to the week. Trust you taking advantage of all those opportunities as we ramp into Christmas and the end of the calendar year, and for many of you, the end of the financial year. And it's interesting because today's episode, we're going to talk about a concept and a topic that, based on my experience, very, very few leaders actually focus their attention on. However, for those leaders that do focus their attention on this particular element, this particular topic, it can be the difference that makes all the difference, not just to creating a level of calm and certainty within the team, but also setting a really strong platform for the next two months, three months and beyond. And particularly as we lead into 2024, very, very important indeed for us as sales leaders to understand what is the example that we're setting, what is the platform that we're setting, so that we can give our teams every opportunity of starting 2024 uh, very, very well and very, very strongly. So with under a couple of weeks to go until Christmas, the pressure cooker, it's fair to say, is ramping up left, right, and center. And if you like most organizations, you'll be under a huge amount of pressure to get as many deals across the line as possible. And if it's like my own experience, the closer we get to the end of any month, but particularly the end of the calendar year, uh, senior executives start to conduct what we call the daily cadence reviews, and they want to lock in those committed forecasts. And I must say, based on experience, there's been times there in my career where I've had to sit in meetings with senior leaders, senior directors, and not just once a day, but twice a day. We would have a cadence in the morning, and then we would have a cadence late in the afternoon. And the expectation was that deals would have been and should have been closed between the morning and afternoon. And if not, those deals that were kind of sitting on the fence were needing to be committed by the end of the day. And it was just a ridiculous situation because all that time spent, and I, and I look back on this and now saying, and I say this respectfully, naval gazing and uh, giving some forecasts uh, just so we could appease the senior leaders to give them a little of, level of comfort that we're going to hit our number for the quarter. Uh, all that time spent naval gazing and doing that was time we could not spend out in front of our customers and certainly as a sales leader with our team helping them get things done and if not closing those deals before the end of the quarter at the end of the month certainly creating some momentum so that they would fall in the first quarter of the new year and what has, tends to happen there is sales executives are there for dare I say pressured into doing whatever they can to bring the deals into the quarter now to say that this time of year is a stressful time of year would be an understatement and for many many sales leaders it's fair to say that the pressure can only lengthen the items on the to-do list as we scramble to fit more and more items and more and more activities into an already packed agenda. Now, the danger with this, of course, is that mistakes can be made through trying to take on too much, and particularly when it comes to selling, and, and the best form of selling is, is pull selling, not push selling. And if you think about most customers and just think about yourself, do you rather... Would you rather buy something or would you rather be sold something? And I think the answer 
for the vast majority of people would be, I would much rather be in the position where I'm doing the buying and I certainly will resist the temptation to purchase something when somebody's trying to sell me something. But unfortunately, at this time of year, when the pressure is on, sometimes the behaviors can actually lead to be more of a push sale than a pull sale. And so this is where mistakes can be made. And it can actually then set a precedence for the new year. And this is the thing that a lot of senior executives either don't understand or don't want to understand because they're so fixated on their numbers and getting those numbers into uh, into the system before the close of business. Uh, any activity we do, any impression, all the behaviors that we're demonstrating start to create an impression upon our customers and we start to condition our customers on how we are going to treat them and how we're going to act when certain things happen or when certain things go against us. And this starts to develop a pattern of behavior that customers are now going to be more uh, more open to in terms of looking for, uh, not necessarily receptive to, but they're going to actually now form an impression upon us based on the situation and the behavior in that situation. So this might sound a little bit counterintuitive, but the key to ending the year well is to actually slow down and become more targeted with your attention and more intentional with your actions. Now, how can this be done? Now, there's a lot of pressure on all of us to, as I said, to finish this year really strongly. And it can be, therefore be very, very easy to focus all of our attention on the actions that we need to take. So all about behaviors and all about the doing things. Now, how can we actually slow down? Well, here's a concept that I share with a lot of groups, uh, a lot of leaders. And when I share this concept, it's a little bit, um, a little bit different to what they're normally used to hearing. But uh, once we go through this and once we understand and once they understand it, it can actually, for many of them, be the difference that makes all the difference. So instead of focusing all of our attention on the to-do list, how about instead, or as well, we create a to-be list. Now, this might sound, as I said, wishy-washy, and it might even sound a little bit woo-woo, but I can guarantee it can be the difference that makes a massive difference in our ability to not only create that environment where there's that level of certainty and calmness within the sales team, but also think about the impressions that we're creating with our customers, particularly at this time of year. As a sales leader, think about this. When was the last time you sat down and consciously thought about how you needed to be in a situation? Now, whether that be in a particular meeting, in a particular feedback conversation, or in fact, when you walked into the office uh, before you got into the office, do you think about it? Have you thought about how it is that you need to be? Have you ever created a to-be list. Now, we know that your team is watching your every move, and I talk about this all the time, that we are being watched like the hawk. They're watching everything we do. We're also being watched as to what we're not doing. They're also listening for what we're saying and also listening for what we are not saying. So knowing that your team is watching your every move and customers also watching, at this time of year especially, role modeling is uh, absolutely critical, and particularly when it comes to role modeling of excellence. So what is it that we can put on our to-be list uh, for the end of the year? But also think about this moving forward as well. So the more we get sales leaders thinking more and more intently about, okay, who is it that I need to be today? Who, who is it that I need to be in this particular meeting? When I go and sit down with a team of executives, who is it that I need to be in those particular meetings as well to get the best possible outcome that I can, but also to create the very best impression that I can and not the impression that I'm easy to do business with and I'm a pushover, but 
I actually build a really consistent and ethical and authentic reputation. So here are some thought, thought prompters because this is not just for this time of year, it's specifically for sales leaders who are looking to become more and more exceptional. How do we actually start thinking more about who do we need to be in this particular situation? So here are some thought prompters for you and consider this and maybe even add some more when you actually consider some of these things for yourself. Number one, be patient with your team, be patient with your team, but also be patient with your senior directors and also with all of your customers. It's fair to say, and sometimes I've had to bite my tongue in situations because I know that there'll be senior executives that are under huge amounts of pressure to get numbers in. Why? Because they've probably made some promises that they probably couldn't keep, but they've done it on a whim. They've gone out on a bit of a um, bit of a tangent and said, hey, we're going to deliver this amount for the financial year. We're going to deliver this amount before the end of the end of the quarter or the end of the calendar year. Uh, and therefore, they've made some promises. And then they, they defer or deflect the pressure now down on the sales teams. And unfortunately, the first person who actually gets that pressure directly is the sales leader. So we need to be patient. Be patient with the team, be patient with senior directors, and also be patient with very customers. Also, I'll go to say, be patient with yourself as well. So by all means, have really high standards, but also be patient that it's about pulling, it's about creating the environment where there is a mutually uh, beneficial transfer of value in a sales transaction. It is not about me flogging a product to a customer that does not need it, nor does not want it. So be patient. The second one is to be optimistic. Always take an intentional glass half full approach. Now, even under times of pressure, even when things don't necessarily appear to be going as well as they could be or they should be, or you've expected them to be, the way that we approach that will often have an impact on the outcome of that particular situation. So the way you look at things, and remember this, we've got a reticular activating system in our brain or a RAS, RAS, that whatever we put our attention to and whatever we give meaning to, that is where energy is going to flow and that is where attention is going to go. So if you're looking at things being glass half empty, you're going to look at the more of a pessimistic side, then guess what? You're going to find that. So as a sales leader in particular, we need to be very, very optimistic. And this is not faking it. And this is being genuine, being genuine to say, despite the obstacles, despite the challenges, despite the, I guess, the the reality that it's highly improbable that we're actually going to get the number before the end of the calendar year, it's still being optimistic about what we can do. Because as we keep talking about on this particular podcast, it's actually more important to be making progress than it is necessarily to be putting everything on the actual outcome. So be optimistic. The third one, and this is a huge one, is to be present. Now, when you're in meetings with customers, when you're in meetings with your senior executives, when you're in meetings with your team, remember that the greatest gift you can give anybody, and particularly your people, is the gift of your attention. So when you're with people, please be with people. Be fully attentive, which means free yourself from all the distractions. Uh, by all means, be taking notes if it's an important meeting, but also ask permission that it's okay to take notes or let the others know that you'll be taking notes so that they know you're not just writing a to-do list uh, in their particular presence. So make sure you're present with them. Now, this takes a lot of effort and it takes conscious and intentional focus. So remember that the greatest gift you can give anyone is the gift of your attention. So be present. The fourth one is be consistent. Now, it may not be, as I keep talking about in workshops, and I certainly if you've been listening to the podcast a while, you know that I keep talking about this as well. Consistency is not necessarily a highly charismatic word, and it may not be the most sexiest word in the world, but consistency compounds. Now, if you can be consistent in all the things that you do, and this presupposes, of course, that you've got some good techniques and you're doing things ethically, 
and you're practicing good habits, if you focus your attention on being consistent around those good habits, it will compound. Now, what I don't know and what I can't tell you and what I can't give you in terms of a guarantee is when it's going to start to compound, when you're going to start to see the uptake. What I do know is at some point there'll be an inflection point and that's when it starts to take off. And you'll you'll probably not even realize how quickly things come in based on all the work that you've done. But leading up to that point, it might be thinking, oh my God, there's nothing happening. I'm making all these calls, I'm going to all these meetings, I'm being consistent, I'm being present, I'm being optimistic, and I'm being very patient, but I'm just not seeing the results. This is when you have to start to stay the course. Stay the course and be persistent in that, but be persistently and relentless in your consistency, and I guarantee it will pay off. And just on that one, before I jump into the next point, um, a lot of sales leaders, unfortunately fall down in this particular principle because a lot of them are chasing the shiny thing. A lot of them are chasing the short-term rewards. Not enough of them are prepared to stay the course. Now, again, making sure that we've got the right uh, process in place, we've got the right intention, making sure we're continuing to get feedback on what's working, what's not working. You just got to stay the course because consistency at the end of the day will deliver some extraordinary results. But a lot of sales letters don't actually stick around long enough to actually see those results because they're always out chasing the next shiny thing. So don't give it just a day, don't just give it just a week, and in in some cases, don't just give it a quarter, give it longer than that. Um, Always look at what's working, what's not, Direct, redirect if you need to, but uh, be really clear on what those key principles are and stick to them because I guarantee it will deliver results. The next point is be intentional. Be intentional with absolutely everything you do. And this for some sales leaders, particularly people who are relatively new to the sales leadership game uh, can be quite challenging because a lot of people unfortunately don't come into the sales leadership role with some clearly defined intention as to what they want to create within that role and certainly they don't come in with an intention as who they need to be in that particular role. They're very much at the mercy of the environment and very much at the mercy of the senior leader who may have appointed them. And so when it comes to modeling, they'll tend to model the uh, the, the the executive that actually appointed them, and that's how they start to, I guess, create their own approach to sales leadership. What I'm suggesting is take a step back and really think about, okay, what is the intention here? What is my intention for this conversation? What is my intention for the next 90 days? What is my intention for the next two weeks? And be absolutely crystal clear on what that is. And again, be consistent and be ruthless in terms of the application of that intentionality. The the next one is to be relentless. Now, I talk about this all the time in terms of relentless in the pursuit of excellence, not in the pursuit of the ideal outcome. Now, I recorded a podcast a few weeks ago about being ruthlessly uncompromising. And this is where this particular point comes in. We need to be relentless. We need to know what success looks like. We need to know what excellence looks like. And we need to be able to define that so that everybody is on the same page. And it's not about, and this might sound counterintuitive again because most people are measured by the outcome. So this is by no means um, casting dispersions on anybody who is measured and who is focused on outcomes because at the end of the day, the scoreboard will tell us whether we're winning or not. But um, if we know that we're in this for the long game and if we know that our customers, we need to have some long-term business relationships, not just some short-term transactional relationships then it's really, really important that we understand what excellence looks like. We can define that. We can define what the behaviors that make up excellence is. And we actually focus our attention on the pursuit of that excellence, not just in the pursuit of the ideal outcome. Because what will tend to happen is, again, if we make make progress and we start measuring progress, we give feedback based on the progress, then in most cases, if we follow the game plan and we actually do things in a relentless way in the pursuit of excellence, guess what's going to happen? Well, 
the numbers are gonna take care of themselves and you will get the outcome. The next point is to be realistic. Now, if deals are not gonna close this calendar year, then plant the seed for when they will realistically be closed. And I remember sitting in cadence reviews and I mentioned earlier in this particular episode, we would sit down and we'd have twice, two, two cadence reviews a day, one in the morning, one in the afternoon. And I would observe uh, other sales leaders making promises that they knew they could not keep. And I learned a very valuable lesson that you needed to be realistic. Unless there was a compelling reason as to why a customer needed to make a decision in a certain time frame, and unless there was a defined budget, unless that we knew exactly what the decision-making criteria was, there's no point having a, a probability above 50%. It all had to be under 50%. Despite the difficult conversations that may have actually entailed, we needed to be realistic. And it's really, really important because um, if you can't be realistic, if you start to create impressions and start to make promises that end up not happening and you know they weren't going to happen, but you make the promise anyway, then it starts to point directly to your uh, profile and into your personal brand. And that's not great as a sales leader. You want to be known as a really uh, rel- a relentless, uh, in the pursuit of excellent, really dependable, really authentic and realist realist when it comes to sales leadership um, because people want to trust you. People want to, people want to be around people who they can trust. And if deals are not going to close this calendar year, then call it out. And But plant the seed for when they will be realistically be closed. And I'd much rather have that conversation than have the conversation after the fact when I made the promise that this deal was not going to happen and it didn't happen and I knew it wasn't going to happen, but I made the promise that it would anyway. That is not a great conversation for anybody to have. So don't do that. Be realistic. And the final point on this list is to be authentic. Do not pretend to be somebody who you are not, be you. And I say this to leaders all the time. You don't have to convince anybody of anything and you don't have to pretend to be anybody other than who you are. What you do have to do though is sit down and think about what's important to you as a leader. What is your leadership philosophy? How is it that you're gonna lead your team? What is it that you wanna be known for? What is your legacy? What is your leadership shadow? And how can you behave in everything that you do that is in line with how you think of yourself and who it is that you want to be? So be authentic and do not pretend to be anybody other than your authentic self. So these particular thought prompters, these particular principles, these will enable you to role model the right behaviors. They'll be enabling you to set the right example and a very clear example for your team, but also all those around you. And who knows what may actually happen is you may end up creating some great wins on the scoreboard because of all the things you're now thinking about who you need to be. So as we wrap up this particular episode, here is the challenge for you. And I know the pressure that you're under as a sales leader, and I know the pressure that uh, people are placing you under and the business is being placed under needing to get those numbers in. And that's okay, that will never go away. What I want you to do though is spend some time taking a step back. And even if it's just a 15 minute increment, you're gonna set aside just to think about, all right, Who do I need to be today? And part of it might be starting with who was I today? How did I act today? What was it that I was today in terms of being? And if you can get really, really clear on how you were and whether that worked or not, and then start getting a bit more intentional and maybe implement some of these thought prompters to think about, okay, tomorrow, how is it that I need to be? What are the meetings that are coming up? What are the important conversations that are coming up? And who is it that I need to be in those particular conversations to maximize the output that we're gonna get from those particular conversations. That's not to guarantee you get the perfect outcome, but at least you'll be actually making progress towards hopefully an ideal outcome. So there is your challenge to create your to-be list. You may actually be surprised when you do that as to the result that is gonna come your way. So there is your challenge. And a quick reminder before we close off this episode, if you're looking for some assistance, if you'd like some help, 
on how to be uh, a little bit better in terms of your intentionality and all the things we've spoken about. And in fact, if you'd like some help becoming an exceptional sales leader, setting yourself and your team up for an extraordinary 2024, love to have a conversation with you. You know the drill if you've been listening, simply go to leadwithdarren.com, pick a time, jump on Zoom, we'll have a conversation about where you're at, what you're looking to achieve, what does 2024 look like for you as a sales leader, but also what does 2024 look like as a team as well. Let's map out a plan and let's start the execution ASAP. Look forward to that conversation and as always, look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.